following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. Many years before his crucifixion, the prophet Isaiah would write of Jesus and say this, Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. And he had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But... He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his wounds, we are healed. Good Friday is such an interesting day. Even as we were setting up, Bryce mentioned to me and said, when I was a kid, I thought it was interesting that Black Friday was the day we all went shopping and Good Friday was the day we remembered the death of Jesus. It doesn't seem like a good day. Growing up as a pastor's kid, I've been to many Good Friday services. I've heard the sermons about what was happening in the country as all this happened. I've heard the sermons that bring in the scientific evidence of crucifixion, the pain that it brought with it. But I found that Good Friday is one of my favorite times of the year. Because I remember being the kid who sat as we went with our youth group to see the Passion of the Christ which if you were in youth group between 2000 and 2005, I almost guaranteed you did. And I remember sitting there and watching the passion play out, and one line from how deep the Father's love for us stuck out in my head, which was, it was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. As we've looked at these words tonight, alone, we look at Jesus as he is in the garden and is abandoned by his friends. Anyone who has been in a time of need only for their friends to not be there knows that feeling. Betrayal. One of Jesus' closest friends turns on him and turns him in. And he knows what's coming. 
But could you imagine going from watching your friends leave you alone in your time of need to being betrayed by one of them? And then we get to the accusation. This accusing moment where the leaders of the faith look at Jesus and say, who do you say that you are? They're ready. And he says, I've been in the temple courts with you. You know who I am. And finally, when he confesses, the accusation is there. You have said the craziest thing. You have blasphemed. The high priest tears his garments. That's how upset he is. But it's interesting because the accusation is actually against the people who look at Jesus and don't see who he is. And then definitely because we wanted you to feel that again and not because the pastor messed up editing the videos. We come to denial. This moment where Peter, arguably the closest disciple, if nothing else, the loudest disciple, when he is accused of being a friend of Jesus, not only has he fallen asleep, not only when Jesus is being taken away, who he has preached over and over, my kingdom is not of this world, Peter being right there, and when Peter hears it, he goes, aha, time to cut someone. And he pulls out a knife to try and defend Jesus. So he's already 0 for 2. And then a young woman says, aren't you one of the friends of the Nazarene? And Peter doesn't only say, no, 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 no. He says, I do not know that man. A denial driven by fear. And then we come to the crucifixion where Jesus is already in such a state that he cannot carry his own cross through the streets to the hill. So they pull aside a man who is a foreigner to carry Jesus' cross for him, a man of Cyrene. And all of this is suffering. So often we get so focused on the cross, we forget. Could you imagine the emotional toll? Jesus sitting in the garden, looking and saying, Lord, take this cup from me. If there is somewhere else, if there is somehow else, and what he is referring to is a cup of suffering. And he is saying, if you can take this from me, do it. But not my will, but yours be done. That when his friends leave him alone, when they betray him, when those around him accuse him, when he is denied and then he is crucified, all of this is suffering. But as scripture says, he set his face to Jerusalem. He set his will he set his plan, and he said, that is where I must go. Even in the fear of what the suffering must be, even in not 
wanting it, he still said, this is what must be done. You see, we watch Jesus' suffering tonight. We hear about it tonight because in that suffering, he takes ours. In loneliness, in betrayal, in accusation, in denial, in crucifixion, he walks that line to suffer for us so we don't have to. That when God looked at a fallen world and it was broken and it needed destruction, he said, my love is so great that I will send one to suffer in the place of my creation. And instead of just choosing a random person, he says, no, I love my creation deeply enough that I will send my son. And so tonight, we solemnly remember that suffering. But I had a reminder this morning from a friend, a pastor, who texted me and he said, I'm so ready for tonight because I look out at the hordes of the enemy and I say, your empire against my Messiah. And I know who wins. When sin, death, and the devil were coming for us, the king of heaven stepped down and said, I will be alone for you. I will be betrayed for you. I will be accused so you don't have to believe the lies. I will be denied so that you will never be denied entry into my kingdom. And I will go to the cross and die so that while you wait for me to return, your death is momentary because mine is everlasting. I will take all those things and I will suffer them for you. This is a good Friday because the king came down and suffered. And he looked at the enemy arrayed against him and he said, it is finished. He suffers in our place. He is lonely in our place. He's betrayed in our place. He's accused in our place. He is denied in our place. He is crucified in our place. But even in our sorrow, even in our solemn night, we look forward because we know with this suffering that Sunday is coming.